This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. Many believe they're working toward a better life for themselves and their families when they're only chasing ideas given to them by others. When asking a person what they want in life, money is a common response. The desire for money is not bad, only misguided. No one wants money just to have money. We all want money for various reasons. You may want security, a new home, a different car, peace of mind, a large college fund for the kids, or even bragging rights. But no one wants money just to have money. Imagine for a moment that you have $1 billion sitting in a bank account. You cannot withdraw any of it, but you possess it. Right? This scenario may not be realistic, but it proves the point. Possessing money without utilizing it is worthless. The best you could do is walk around telling people how much money you have. And you would, possibly, earn some respect and awe from others, and in this way, you would be utilizing your inaccessible wealth. But if you couldn't even share the knowledge of your large bank account with another human being, you wouldn't care about it at all. Isn't that right? So money is a tool and nothing more. Money is something we use to get other things. In fact, we often use the things that we get with money to get other things. And this creates a sort of hall of mirrors effect, which can very easily cause us to become completely disoriented toward our true desires. Okay, for example, You may want more money to buy, let's say, a 50-foot yacht, okay? But why do you want the yacht? Are you looking to gain the respect of others? Do you desire a luxurious place to entertain guests? Maybe you want to sail around the world, right? If your core desire does not require the material possession you are pursuing, then it is unnecessary and you should reconsider adding it to your overall life plan. And I do hope that you have a life plan. If you don't, I hope this podcast will encourage you to create one, okay? Now, if on the other hand, you cannot imagine a scenario in which you could attain your core desire, whatever it may be, without the material possession in question, then by all means, add it to your life plan without hesitation. No one can tell you what is right or wrong in terms of the desires you have for your life. They can only tell you what they believe or feel is right or wrong. So some people, they run around attempting to micromanage the lives of others, okay? Don't pay attention to them. This is your life, it's not theirs. The goal of this section Uh, of, of this book that I'm working on right now is not for you to judge your desires, but to uncover them. The most difficult question we can ask ourselves is, what do I want? All right, so often we think we know what we want and we jump ahead to planning how we can get it. I encourage you to slow down and spend some considerable time discovering the core desires of your life. If you don't take the time needed to properly understand your own desires, you'll almost certainly wander through life, an aimless journey without fulfillment or lasting joy. 
So again, the goal of this section of the book that I'm reading to you right now is for you to conjure up your ideal life as a result and natural consequence of understanding your core desires. And in order to do this, we have to first establish what core desires are, okay? Now, keep in mind that you can and should question everything that you hear me say, okay? Anything which does not ring as true for you, anything which does not serve you, throw it away, okay? Test everything, uh, see what's good, take what's good, and leave the rest. So that that I just read to you there is a part of the uh, book that I'm working on right now. It actually kind of surprised me there because I forgot that I said in this section. <laughs> and so I thought that sounded really weird to say that uh, in a podcast. But this is a part of the book that I'm working on right now, talking about life design and building your ideal life. You know, I believe that we are the architects of our lives. I believe that the life that you have now is a result of the choices that you have made. And many people, they have kind of an issue with this. They're like, no, the life I have now is a result of consequences and things outside of my control. Is that really the case? Aren't you always choosing, whether consciously or not, aren't you always choosing how to respond to the things that happen to you in life? How is it that some people have a tragic past and yet they are living in immense abundance in every area of their life today? You know, I'm sure we can find somebody out there who has a much more difficult past that they have found a way to overcome. So many times people, you know, they'll, they'll come up and they'll say, well, you don't know me, you don't know my story, you don't know my past, you know? And that is certainly true. I don't know you, I don't know your story, and I don't know your past. What I do know is that we all have choices to make in terms of how we are going to respond to the things that have happened in our life. So I believe that we are the architects and the designers of our lives. Now, I, I want to take a moment to um, talk about these core desires uh, from uh, this section of the book, which is not complete. That's where it ended there. And I haven't written the rest. But I, I want to uh, try this material out on you, if you don't mind a little bit, to talk about what core desires are. So what do I mean by a core desire? Okay. A core desire is always going to end up being some sort of experience. So everything that we desire at its core can be traced back to some sort of experience. And all you have to do is think for a moment and this becomes true. This becomes valid. Again, examine this, take it and judge for yourself if this is not the case. Say that you want to own or possess something. Why do you want to own that thing? You want to own that thing because you want some sort of experience that that thing will bring. For example, say that you want a particular painting hanging in your home. Well, why do you want that painting? You want some sort of experience. Maybe you say, this is the most beautiful painting I've ever seen. And every morning I want to wake up to this painting. So I'm going to hang it, uh, you know, in my bedroom so that it's the first thing I lay eyes on when I open them in the morning. That is an experience. You want the painting because you want that experience of waking up to something beautiful, right? Maybe you want the painting because you want people to walk into your home and go, wow, that is an amazing piece of art. What is the deal with that? Maybe it's a conversation starter. It's something that you can talk to your friends about. Maybe there's a story behind it, like you met the artist or it's somebody that you know or somebody really famous and people would say, how did you get this painting? Either way, it's an experience. 
Maybe you want that painting hanging in your house because it gives you an experience of feeling refined and powerful and cultured, right? So again, you want the experience. It has nothing to do physically or objectively with that painting itself. It's all about what that painting gives you. Think about it. If another painting gave you a better experience, you would prefer that other painting. In other words, if another painting would make you feel more joy if you woke up to it every morning, you would exchange the old painting for a new one. If you were able to have better conversations with people based on this other painting, you'd get rid of the old and you'd hang up the new. And likewise, if another painting made you feel more cultured, more refined, and more sophisticated, you would trade it out, if you could, for another painting if those are the things that you're after. Now, some people hold on to items and the items themselves have sentimental value. And so where does sentimentality come in here? Well, you know, sentimentality is still an experience. You want to look at that thing in your office because it reminds you of the person that gave it to you. Or you want to hold that thing in your hands from time to time because it brings back those fond memories of that great trip that you took with a loved one. Again, it's all about the experience. So everything that is a core desire is an experience. If you're not at an experience, you have not yet reached bedrock in terms of finding your core desires. Again, I'll go back to what I mentioned in the book. If you say that you want a 50-foot yacht, I would say, what, what is the core experience that you're seeking by having that 50-foot yacht? Well, some people will say, well, no, I just want the yacht. Okay, this is where I have to offer a little bit of pushback. No, you don't just want the yacht. You want the sense of freedom that having a, 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 you know, a large um, seaworthy vessel like that brings, right? I was trying to think of a better term for a yacht. But you know, you want, um, you know, again, maybe a great place to entertain guests. You want people to go, oh my gosh, he has a 50 foot yacht. He or she, man, they're so successful, right? So. We want many different things, but all of them boil down to an experience. And so what I'm driving at in this section of the book that I'm writing is trying to help you find the core desires, which are all experiences that you want in life, and then finding out how you can have those things. Because many times we've been told by others, we've been programmed by society that we need this or that in order to get a particular experience, okay? so. You know, some people think, well, I have to have a certain amount of money in the bank in order to have security. Well, what does a certain amount of money in the bank really mean? If hyperinflation took hold all of a sudden, you know, and you've got, you know, I don't know, a bunch of money, uh, in, you know, in a mattress somewhere or something, or if, you know, if you have it tied up in stocks and the stock market crashes, then it, that dollar amount, the value there, it just doesn't matter. You know, today it would be great if you had 500 shares of, you know, some awesome stock. But tomorrow, if the, you know, price of that stock plummets, then what would your 500 shares avail you? Absolutely nothing. So that number of 500 is worthless, right, is what I'm getting at. So it's all about those experiences. And I hope that you'll take some time to really get at the core of what you want in life. It's not money and it's not things. You want experiences. Those are your core desires. I challenge you to spend some time journaling, thinking about meditating on what core desires, what experiences you truly desire in life. And as always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I'm Cody Ray Miller, and I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow.
Hey, Cody here. If you are always on the move and looking to improve, if you love the Dude Fuel podcast, then you will absolutely love what we are doing on our home business team. If you are looking to earn an income from home or working online, your search is over. Check us out. All you have to do is connect with me on Facebook, and I'll be happy to share more details with you. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cody Ray Miller FB as in Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Cody Ray Miller FB.